I'm Jocelyn Pontiano. And I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And it's our unbirthday! Yay! And we're talking Alice in Wonderland and drinking tea for different reasons. Partially related to the episode, also not related. (laughs) Partially. What's in your tea, Sam? Uh, Water and a tea bag and some fireball. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a day. I've earned this. And also, you can't put wine. I thought about having just wine, and then I'm like, no, I should make tea because it's on theme. And I, I mean, you can't really. I mean, other than you can, the only thing you can spike with wine is juice. Yeah. And Hmm. I don't have juice. And tea (laughs) makes more sense anyway. What's in your tea? Um, Emergency, (laughs) like the vitamins. I always, I never, yeah, I always, that's when I started doing, because emergency by itself in just water is, like, terrible. Oh, yeah. I always put it, I always mix it with my, with my tea, because it makes it, it actually makes, it makes my tea taste fruitier, not just gross. (laughs) I don't know, it took me a while to get to realize that. Um, (laughs) But we got to. It's it is I feel like it's been forever since we've done an episode. Yeah. It's or not been forever because we've done episodes but like we our last like non September or October themed episode I think we had just entered the silver age and we talked Cinderella and so we are moving forward to 1951 with Alice in Wonderland and this uh, movie, it premiered in London on July 26, 1951. It then premiered in New York City two days later on the 28th. It went to Toronto and premiered on August 9th. And it actually, it also went to the Venice Film Festival uh, a couple, like uh, on the 20th, so like end of the month. And then it was released everywhere in the U.S. September 14th. So that's... It's the release date, I think, is considered in America to be the 28th, Mm. but it was everywhere on the 14th. And this movie is 69, about to be 70 years old uh, next year. And it kind of is just blowing my mind because I, 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 Uh I watched Alice in Wonderland like many, many times when I was a kid. And I think. Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Cinderella, I keep forgetting, and like Sleeping Beauty and Lady and Tramp, all those, I keep forgetting, Mm -hmm. this is still, this is old, that's old, 70 years, that is very old, because when I hear, when I think a movie is in the 50s, to me that doesn't sound old, I mean it's older, but to me that's not, that doesn't sound that old, but it is, (laughs) Um, and yeah, it also just doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't like golden age was seems very old, kind of old, but the silver age does not the silver age. I think it's because the silver age, they started kind of figuring they knew what they were doing a little more. Um, and, but actually <laughs> this movie, uh, a lot like previous Disney films was also considered a financial flop. It did not do well when it first came out. And it didn't, it actually, um, 
20 years later when it was re-released, it did very, very well. And I guess um, Walt kind of blamed part of it. And I was surprised when I read this, it, he supposedly blamed part of it on Alice not being sympathetic. And I was like, wait, like mm-hmm. she's not sympathetic to other characters or that we don't sympathize with her? Like, mm-hmm. what do you, I, I didn't, there were up there, I think the, the one scene I sympathize with her, but there's not really a lot of room to sympathize with her. Yeah, it's not that type of film either. But also, I mean, she's, she's never, she's not, and yeah, and also, there's very few characters for her to sympathize with because they're all terrible to her. <laughs> and I was kind of like, I don't remember, I didn't realize she has, no allies Mm -hmm. she goes to all these various meets all these various people all these various creatures and they all just like shun her away she's just wandering around making no meeting people Mm -hmm. but making no friends and it has a seinfeld finale ending of this person going to trial and all of the previous characters they've interacted Mm -hmm. with coming out as character witnesses (laughs) If you, I, 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 when people say they don't like Seinfeld finale, they're missing the point <laughs> of Seinfeld. So that's my thought on that. But um, I was kind of confused though when I heard that she wasn't sympathetic. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing really. There's not really the only time I think there's anything for her to give sympathy is when she hears the story about the walrus and the carpenter, and. And that's about oh, it. Yeah. But again, there's nothing really to, I don't know. Like I, I was kind of, I, it reminded me of when I, I, we'll get more into it when we get there, but like Peter Pan, he thought he didn't like how Peter Pan turned out because he thought he wasn't likable. And I'm like, I feel like there's like a million girls on Pinterest that'll disagree with you on that. <laughs> but. There is. Yes. Like, in your Pinterest, Sam. <laughs> I, but like. I don't want to get in that because that's a whole other thing and I do have thoughts on that. But like, I was just very surprised because I never really thought about it. Thought about yeah. it. Um, but it actually, uh, prior to it being re-released, it became a cult film in the like mid to late 60s called the, in an era called the psychedelic era. And it is a period of time mm-hmm. where a lot of like <laughs> art and social things were inspired by psychedelic drugs <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> so did they just play dumbo over and over that like <laughs> two during that just that one scene um and i i found that funny just because that was a reason why my mom or i don't know if it's both my parents or just my mom doesn't don't really like alice in wonderland i my mom said it was like there were like drug implications mm-hmm. and i'm like and I was like, wait, what? And having watched it again, I feel like I don't really think anything on her end. I don't, to me, there's no end other than, okay, yes, yeah, she does like mushrooms are a drug and like, and she's constantly like, there are, I guess, small implications, but to me, they aren't being, they're not presented loosely mm-hmm. enough to be a real hard implication. Because it's like, she just, she's asleep. We Like, at the end. It's not even like Peter Pan where, oh, maybe it was all a dream. Like, no, she's asleep. 
the whole time. Like, she's not on drugs. <laughs> you know, so I feel like the, I feel like if anything, there's other characters that have their mm-hmm. other implications. But not as much with her specifically. Like, there are some implications of smoking. Well, not really an implication. They're smoking. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, um. Yeah. And well, for the Mad Hatter and the March Hare, is it supposed to be kind of an implication of them being drunk? Yeah. Because, I mean, they're acting like they're drunk, but they're drinking just tea. And I, I realized, oh, because Alice never gets to drink. Every time she goes to drink, they have to get up and switch mm-hmm. seats. So I was like, oh, okay. But it is also just tea. Unless, I mean, I don't know what's in that tea. Mm-hmm. But Sam. again, <laughs> I have fireball in my tea, so I can't really argue. I can't re- <laughs> um, uh, Anyway. Uh, and also, yeah, so when it was re-released, um, merchandising w- was obviously very important and home video releases started happening around this time. So that helped it a lot. Um, and it actually was, it was nominated at the Oscars for best music for best uh, score. It didn't win, but I, I gotta say the score in this is actually very underrated. It's really, really pretty. The songs I feel like there are a couple songs that I think are very memorable that I think almost most people would know oh that's Alice in Wonderland and maybe the theme but I feel like everything else is very forgettable yeah I would say like two I can remember two off the bat yeah like I mean like the tea party that music because that also again that's a fantasy land theme um I think the theme also is I don't know. I feel like the theme, when I hear it, I know it's Alice in Wonderland, but it's not like, it's not as, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think if I, if I heard it, I probably would recognize it, but I don't think I know it well enough to just be like humming it. Yeah. You know? Huh. But most of those, yeah. But I feel like I was realizing, I'm like, I think the March of the Cards and Painting the Roses Red and the tea party, and maybe Golden Afternoon. I feel like those are very... I think Golden Afternoon is definitely in third place. <laughs> but I feel like those are the most memorable songs. I feel like even the opening number is not very memorable. No, it's not. <laughs> and the... Yeah, and even the sad number is not memorable at all. And I was kind of surprised. I was like, huh. Like, I don't know. I never really gave the music much thought. It was actually weird to watch this again because... The first, like, third of the movie, I was, I mean, I was, I was paying attention, but can we agree that the, that in the golden age, like, we aren't as familiar with golden age? Yeah. Like, entirely. So we were both, I think, paying attention, avidly trying to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And this, we have, I, I mean, I watched this a lot when I was a kid. I'm, did you? Yeah, I'm very familiar with this. My sister's obsessed with Alice in Wonderland, so... She, this was like one of the ones that she was like, oh, if she has to rewatch a movie over and over again, at least let it be this movie. Mm-hmm. So I watched yeah. this quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, and I, I was saying, like, I watched it, I watched it all the time. I watched it over and over. And, but, um, 
I felt like the first third, I felt like I wasn't as paying attention. But I'm like, I'm paying attention. I know what's happening. They're just, I felt like nothing that was significantly jumping out at me. And it wasn't until we, we get well into the movie was I like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I was starting to kind of notice things or pick up on some things and have more. It was, I think it was part of it's because we know it so well. But even Cinderella, I felt like I was, more things were grabbing my attention yeah in a in a in a on a deeper in a deeper on a deeper level and this it it was later but the first part of it it was yeah no i agree there is like i mean i think with most people you know we're still on our phones while watching a movie it's kind of like semi background semi paying attention and yeah there was moments in the beginning where i was just like still you know actively texting actively scrolling on pinterest and I only would look up for, like, certain scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. And I, and I wasn't, like, watching, yeah, yeah, yeah. watching yeah. up until, like, <laughs> like well far into the movie. Yeah, and I feel like I for- I was forgetting a lot of things. I not totally forgot. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a what? I don't remember this. It was a, oh, yeah, like the... She's in the bottle, land, gets on land, and I think the dodo bird is the one I forgot about. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy who you think might be more of an important character, but he is there for maybe the first, I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes, and then we never <laughs> see him again. There was a lot of that. Uh, there was a lot of that. <laughs> um, so uh, this movie is... Also, it's based, so Lewis Carroll was the author of Alice in Wonderland, or the Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and Through the Looking Glass. And this is kind of a combination of both, like certain characters appear in one or the other. Um, I I want to say that I read the book, but I don't, I, I think I read it, I just don't remember anything about it. But I feel like I read it, but I can't. It's weird. Like, I know I read Peter Pan, and I read that a couple of times. Like, I, I love Peter. But, like, this, I was like, I I feel I did, but I don't I don't know. Like, uh, it's weird, and it's bugging me that I'm like, why is this so hard for me to remember? Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, this is also kind of, so if we remember in Walt Disney's early days, he he actually did some Alice shorts and they were kind of inspired Mm -hmm. by Alice in Wonderland. It was like a light play on Alice in Wonderland and Alice was a live action young girl and everything else was animated. And I guess he attempted a movie of like the similar style in the thirties. And he, so he wanted it to be a full feature where everything was animated, but Alice was live action. But in the forties, he decided to just make it entirely animated and yeah. I think that was the right choice. <laughs> I do not think it would have done I mean, very well. I don't know. I, I think like three caballeros like, like the Tres I was Amigos thinking, kind of situation. Yeah. I didn't particularly enjoy that. Yep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I wasn't even thinking of that. Mm. I was thinking more of um Mary Poppins when they go into the paint the the chalk drawing but the whole point of that is it's supposed to it's not it, mm-hmm. you they're they're escaping for a day like they're escaping reality for a day 
it's supposed to like I feel like if Alice was like okay like James and the Giant Peach for example yeah. is like every it's live action and then everything becomes animated for the most part but we're not also seeing other than the very end we're not seeing anything that's animate live action against the animation and uh but like this would have just take I feel like taken me out of it and it would have been weird and it would have just been it it just I feel like because it, it was trying to give it the implication that this is a real place and if Alice is live action and everything else is animated yeah like it's gonna kind of yeah this is fake and <laughs> I, I don't think it would have worked well I don't know maybe it, I, I can't imagine yeah. it would have worked I'm glad it did not though. <laughs> Um, there was also, though, apparently some of the original storyboards, so they were a lot, they were a little bit closer to the book, and, but they were all eventually dropped because they were considered, uh, too scary, and this is a movie that I can easily see Mm -hmm. being scary. It's not scary. There's nothing about it that's scary, but, um, I think maybe there's, like, one or two scenes that might maybe but something like Mm -hmm. i can see the cheshire cat being creepy to like a little kid but uh i feel like i can see like i feel like this movie could have gone down a couple of paths to make it creepy and i think it would have i don't know like i just i feel like it's there i can totally get it why it could have easily been creepy and i'm glad it wasn't (laughs) yeah i think it's more like an overwhelm thing because i can get that sometimes yes where i'm like this is a lot right now but mm-hmm. yeah i don't get the i don't get the fear thing i mean like for sake of bringing it up every time we do a podcast now <laughs> it wasn't pinocchio like i'm not i knew afraid. that was gonna come up <laughs> i'm not afraid in the, yes in the sense of like full-on fear yes i feel like pinocchio you are genuinely kind of terrified and scared whereas like there are things in there that are unsettling and weird and this there's nothing overwhelmingly disturbing or Mm -hmm. completely i mean everything's odd and weird that's the point but nothing that is gonna keep you up at night so (laughs) i i I mean (laughs) nothing that gives you nightmares um but uh yeah i don't know i'm very curious on what actually no i think uh on like imdb i think it said like i guess there's like a scene or something where the Mad Hatter and the March Hare were, like, chasing Alice with scissors or something. No. I'm assuming much <laughs> creepier than just, like, safety scissors. Like, but, like, um, I, you know, uh, I I think it was the right choice to make it not creepy. Um, this film was actually, it was in development for about 10 mm-hmm. years. 10 plus years, I think. And it took about five years to actually make it uh i want to point out like how did what did you think about the animation um i think it's the same with like pointing out like like how we talk about like cinderella where we're kind of like it's kind of like oh really back to like old school stuff you know you have to like forget all the like 40 hd things that we're like used to now and um animation wise uh like what are you asking specifically well because i think like when you mentioned cinderella i feel like cinderella cinderella was notably beautiful mm-hmm. and i feel like this it's not it, it's definitely not 
not beautiful and it's not bad or anything like that. I think it's just like compared. Oh, okay. It's a lot. Yeah, sorry. It's just a lot more. Well, actually, um, the concept artist for this, uh, her name was Mary Blair. Yes, a woman. And uh, <laughs> IMDb, I think, said like she used bold and unreal colors. And yeah, things were very bright and bold. And um, it, it was, and it, which makes sense. And it was, I do think it is beautiful animation. I felt like yeah. it just wasn't, it didn't, to me, it's not like, like Pinocchio, I was kind of blown away by the animation. Um, Cinderella, I was like, I felt like this. I wasn't overwhelmingly blown away by it, but I will say there was never a nothing ever looked dull or um, dark. Everything, I mean, even when things are dark, everything still yeah. looked bright and like it. Definitely bold is definitely a right word for it. Like uh, it was really, uh, it was really beautiful, and it is. Uh, Mary Blair is actually considered to be the one, or this movie in general is considered to be the one that brought um, modern modernist art to Disney. So oh. yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, going off of that, like animation wise, no, I wouldn't have compared it to Cinderella, but um, I think in a way it reminded me more of um, kind of like a Bambi Dumbo situation, and like certain scenes were like. I agree there was never a dull moment. The color in this is, like, amazing. And I yeah. think that's something notably, like, sometimes overwhelming. But, like, that was the point. That, yeah, was, yeah. that was the setting. And the fact that she's, like, you know, in this kind of, like, blue-white scheme. Surrounded by, like, millions of, like, yellows and reds. And, like, very, mm-hmm. like, you know, technical. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like, I think it reminds me of, like, <laughs> Bambi 2 specifically. <laughs> like where they're like okay. oversaturating, making it super cute, making it super like kind of you know new technology, old timey colors. If that makes sense. Oh, like that's what it yeah, kind of reminded okay. me of. I yeah. interesting. I don't think it. I don't think I. I don't think it looked. You know more. I know what you mean. I feel like it didn't look more like. Is it is it more updated than? like the golden age absolutely uh but i do think that like as -hmm. opposed to dumbo dumbo was very bright but everything did kind of look there wasn't really detail in anything this i think there was it was kind of an in-between there was definitely more detail than dumbo but i don't think uh, this actually i want to watch i'll watch it again and i'll get back to you i didn't really i think detail wasn't something that jumped out at me it was more of the colors mm. that jumped out. Yeah, I think that's what I focused more on specifically. Yeah. It's the same thing when I always think about, like, um, you know, like, the new adaptive versions of Cinderella where, like, a lot of the line work has been taken out because they're just trying to keep it, you know, kind of watchable. Yeah. And, like, that makes me sad. But then, like, watching this again, it's just, like, I kind of got that again where it's just, like, oh, I understand we're, like, it, it's supposed to look kind of like like a book, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. So that's what I got it from it. definitely kind of like a story book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's kick off this movie, which, I mean, we'll probably, we've already kind of covered some stuff, so <laughs> um, we'll see how this goes. But uh, 
So in the beginning, Alice is listening to her sister, like give her a history lesson. And she's like, you know, not paying attention and playing with her cat and making a flower crown, which I remember as a kid, I totally tried to do this because of this movie. I always, I tried to make flower crowns like with like, I think with daisies, we used to have like, uh, uh, it was like one of those bushes that grew Mm -hmm. like yellow daisies and it did not go well. (laughs) Cause, and I was still, even this, I noticed, and I think this part actually, I did notice a couple of times something, the animation, like, I don't know if it was just, I know what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to just show like, okay, like when she puts the stem of the flower into the crown, Mm -hmm. the stem just kind of disappeared. It didn't look like it went into it. It just looked like it went in and then just disappeared. And I noticed the same thing when she lays down in like the flower bed or like the field of flowers, her dress is like, it just was like there and then it just was not there. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, okay. Um, and so I don't remember. Does it, does it say in the movie that the woman reading to her is no. her sister? Like when I, it says it. Because yeah. <laughs> I knew that I, I, for some reason, I think I've always assumed it was her sister yet. Or, or, or like a mother or mother. I don't know. There wasn't, I don't know what I thought, but I think I read, I think, oh, you know what it maybe was? I was going to bring this up. There is a, I don't know if it's a theory or just someone on Pinterest said this, but they made, someone made note that uh, young Alice looks similar to young Cinderella and her sister looks a lot like adult Cinderella, which why is it like that? Because, you know, animation, mm-hmm. they use like similar, the facial structure but there's that theory that like alice is cinderella's mom which i think is very interesting and if anything i could believe like that maybe mm-hmm. they're related but i don't think that's the case <laughs> at all <laughs> but um you know fun fact maybe for fun fun opinion i guess um but yeah like there's no mention of her ever being her sister and they do kind of look a little alike. They don't look un they don't look unrelated. Like I'm not like surprised. I think mm-hmm. I'm just like, wait, why do I know that this is her sister? Yet it is never mentioned once. We just accept it and move along. And Alice's cat, so Dinah, I guess, is freaking beautiful. <laughs> like she's got like gemstone eyes. And like she's super pretty and uh and she's like super friendly too. Like, and I'm like, what? Uh, and yeah, Alice is. Oh, this is how old is Alice supposed to be? Um, I think she's supposed. They mentioned it. I I don't think they mentioned it, but she says I'm a little girl. But like, based on the way she acts, like, based on I know that she is English and that yes, so she is going to come off a little more mature and polite mm. and stuff. And there are some, there are certain things that do show that she is immature. She's a kid, but I don't know. Like I kept thinking like how Wendy, I think it's supposed to be like 12, 13. So she's maybe, I think she's got to be at least 10. Yeah. I was going to say like 10 to like 12. Yeah. I, I, for some reason feel 13, but I don't, something about that. I also don't really think she's 13. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the way she's dressed or something. I don't like her shoes, her Mary Janes. But then again, I don't know what 32, not 32. I don't know what 13 year olds <laughs> dress like, what 32 year olds <laughs> dress like then. Um, uh, so she's like singing how she wants, you know, 
we talked about this. She wants a world that's a wonderland. Ah, <laughs> name of the movie. And then she sees a rabbit in clothes. And she's not at all surprised that, well, she's more, wait, does she, she makes more note about the, that it's a rabbit with a pocket watch as opposed to the fact that he's, wait, is she surprised that she's talking? Why do no. I not remember? She's more surprised <laughs> that he has a pocket watch. Yeah. And chases after him. And I get, you know, she's curious, which is obviously a big thing about her. Obviously, that's like the biggest thing about her. <laughs> but she, uh, I remember years ago, I was watching this with my sister. And when she's crawling in the hole after the uh, white rabbit, she, um, she's like, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. And I remember my sister went, then why are you doing it? Because fair enough, because I feel like, if I saw, like, oh, I wonder what where this guy's going. And then, oh, he went to a hole. I guess that's where he's going. And then I would just go on with my life. <laughs> I don't think I would get on my hands and knees and crawl through. And also, she falls off, like, a cliff in the hole and is not at all, like, oh, no. She just is like, oh, I fell. Okay, I guess I'm going mm-hmm. down. I just find that very, like, okay, sure. Um. I just want to make note, the the voice talents in this, pretty much everybody has been or will be mm-hmm. in another Disney film. Uh, so Alice is, uh, is actually introduces Catherine Beaumont, who's her voice. She actually plays, she'll play Wendy in like a few years in Peter Pan. Uh, Verna Felton, who is the Queen of Hearts. She was in Sleeping Beauty. And uh, I wrote it down. She, yeah, uh, Sleeping Beauty, and she's the fairy godmother. Um, Bill Thompson, who is the white rabbit. And I, first of all, he's uh, King Hubert. So I think that's Prince Philip's dad in Sleeping Beauty. And he's Mr. Smee in Peter Pan. And I was like, how did I never recognize him? (laughs) It's, It's the same voice as Smee. How did I never once go, hey, that's funny. Like, I think even as a kid, I recognized that the Cheshire Cat um, is voiced by uh, Sterling Holloway, who's Winnie the Pooh, and he's Ka in Jungle Book. Um, but I was just like, wait, wait. I was just, I was so surprised. I was like, what? How did, I can't believe I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Or I never heard it. Because it's very obvious. It's not subtle at all. And uh, I was also kind of surprised. So the Mad Hatter is played by Ed Wynn, who is mm-hmm. Uncle Albert in Mary Poppins. He's the, you know, I love to laugh guy. Like he's back. And I was like, huh, that's funny. I also didn't know that. Um, and so yeah, she anyway falls down the hole, still chasing him, meets the door. And this is where, you know, there, <laughs> there's a, uh, a thing of her there's like a little like hmm, a bottle of something that just says drink me and she drinks it of course and then shrinks and then eats something and grows and then shrinks again and her tears she cried so much when she was she back to her normal size or was she really big no she was really big okay because that part that one scene i'm like wait i could never tell if she was like full back just her regular size or if she was significantly bigger because she cried so much that she pretty much made an ocean and then uh, shrank and that's how she gets through. And 
she eventually, when she gets onto dry land, um, <laughs> she so meets Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and I didn't don't think I ever really thought about it. Mm-hmm. They're grown men. They're they're bald. Which is why I always was like, are they kids or are they like adults? And then when I realized they take their hats off and they're bald. <laughs> I feel like Tweedledee and Tweedledum are weird. Like they're, I mean, yes, they're weird, but they're like, they're like almost like, I, you see them around, like I've seen pictures of them. Like they, they hang around at Disneyland, Disney World and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are they significant? Are they that popular? Like they're weird. I think they're just fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they are they're creepy sure. though. They're a little like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> they Yeah, yeah, exactly. These adult men who are dressed like little kids and dressed identical. They apparently weren't really described in the books, so they just decided to make them uh twins. And I never really thought about this 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 much but they tell decide to tell her the story of the walrus and the carpenter messed up it's really it's about what is it i was <laughs> i found myself getting still confused it's it's messed up for sure this they're they decide like oh hey there's oysters down there let's go and eat them and the walrus goes in and you know kind of pied pipers it and tricks them to coming and following following him and they're adorable like the oysters they're like in their the shell is like a bonnet and they're wearing little dresses and then he brings them up to the restaurant that the carpenter literally just whips up and he eats them and the carpenter then chases them with a hammer because he was supposed to save them for him and i'm like yes that's the (laughs) issue here not that he lured some children oysters to their deaths and but the whole joke of the whole thing is that it's it's curiosity essentially killed the cat. That's that's the idea. And Alice is like, oh, that's really sad. Well, I better be going. Like she, it's it, she obviously doesn't mm-hmm. get it, which is why it's funny because she's in that situation. She followed someone when she shouldn't have, and now she's stuck here. Um, and we then get to Rabbit's house, and mm-hmm. I. Okay, I was thinking about this because it finally hit me. Uh, we're, she's following the rabbit the entire movie up until when she's like, no, I want to go home. And the Cheshire Cat is like, uh, you know, no, you gotta, or you gotta go see the queen. Or sh- I, whatever. But um, she gets there and then the mm-hmm. rabbit shows up. She actually got there before him. <laughs> Like, he was so late, yet she actually managed, she left after him and managed to get there before. Like, how late are you? Then again, apparently his watch was two days slow, but who knows if that was true or if that was just a drunken joke. Um, um, so she, uh, arrives at the White Rabbit's house and, um... He he mistakes her for his like maid or housekeeper or whatever. She goes to find his white gloves and there's cookies in there that say eat me, so naturally sure she's gonna eat it and then grows. 
<laughs> and this is when uh, we get to uh, like the dodo bird. We, he, we met him before. Sorry, you didn't mention this before when she's first like on her ocean tier, whatever mm-hmm. of te- ocean of tears to like the um, to Wonderland. I guess she um, sees the dodo bird riding on top of a bird and being pushed by another bird and then whatever. And he's just around walking around and oh hey, whatever, we'll we'll set your house on fire to get the monster mm-hmm. out, which obviously actually I was thinking about this before. <laughs> so they start breaking a bunch of stuff and putting at the base of the house and because his thought is we'll smoke the monster out. And when she first grows her foot, like, when it reaches outside, it's pushing against a bunch of, like, pieces of, like, furniture and wood. And I'm like, where did that come from? It She was not pushing it out. There was nothing on her, against her, her foot when she was pushing it out. It just suddenly appeared. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, was that outside? Was it just junk? Like, and uh, I got really mixed up because... She then, uh, she's like, okay, maybe if I, because obviously she does not want to be set on fire. She's like, oh, uh, maybe if I eat something, I'll shrink. Why does she think that? There's nothing. Why would she think that? I've I've never, I realized like, why did I not question this more as a kid? She pulls one of the rabbit's uh, carrots from his garden and eats it and it shrinks. And I'm like, why did that work? I don't. I don't understand. Like, there's no, it doesn't make sense why that would work. If. Isn't that like the point? But like, it's not, not even, actually, it's not even why it works. <laughs> it's more of why would she think about it? Why would she be like, oh, maybe if I eat something completely unrelated, because then wouldn't she have, would she, if she ate a carrot before, would she have grown? Like, every, maybe. every. I think that's the whole thing with like Wonderland. It's supposed to be like. Nothing is what it is, and it isn't what it it's supposed to be. So technically, if she believes that that's what would happen, there's no reason why it wouldn't. But with that logic, she could have been like, "Okay, I'm gonna lick the wall," and it might have worked it's right there. And <laughs> like, okay, to me, okay, it's it's not as much that it worked; it's more why? of it why she just occurred to her. Hey, if anything, I would have been like, maybe the cookies are yeah. random and different sizes and like eat one more. Nope, I grew. Okay, maybe I'm not going to keep doing it. Um, she, uh, but still, she now mm-hmm. shrinks. She's like, what, three inches tall? And uh, <laughs> and the dodo bird asks her like if she has a match because he wants to like set the house on fire. And she's like, oh, uh, no. And I'm like, do you realize that's her? Do you, did you? Are you stoned? Do you not see what's happening? <laughs> Is he one of the implications? Like, I don't know. And um, she chases the rabbit through a, like, a flower garden. And I actually really love this song. I think it's very sweet and it's pretty. And it's like, all the flowers are just singing about themselves. And it's really pretty. And then they are, there's some very obvious uh, discrimination of they they don't want her around because they think mm-hmm. she's a weed and it was like and they're pushing or shunning her away they're like we don't want weeds in our garden or our bed <laughs> and i'm like what oh man like gee, like oh my god it was just so like i i've seen this movie but i never really thought much about it but like the fact that they were just like 
shunning her because she's not a flower. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, okay, sure. And um, we then meet, uh, mm-hmm. she sees the the caterpillar. And I actually like the scene. This scene I was thinking a lot about because, so first of all, yes, he is yeah. doing like hookah. Like that's, that's not an implication. He's doing that. <laughs> and um, I have always kind of loved how when he talks, like, and it's his words are one letter. He'll just say like, you know, he's like, it's like they're, they're coming out of like the smoke. It's coming out of, of his breath. It's like the who are you like I've always loved that I don't know why and I kind of mm-hmm. I realize this movie is actually a lot more philosophical than I ever really thought I thought thought previously especially mm-hmm. in this because um Alice is keeping up or she's reading way too much into it it's one of the two because he's asking her who are you? And I think as a kid, and even now I'm like, mm-hmm. she could just say I'm Alice, but she's being <laughs> like, well, I don't know because I keep changing all the time. And I'm like, that's very, that's a very deep answer for this kid. <laughs> and, and I was just kind of wondering, like, is this supposed to be like a, like a, like a, like a mm-hmm. double meeting? Like, is he, because if anything, usually I've seen it where, you would have expected it on his end to be, he's being very philosophical and she's being just very, oh, I'm Alice. But is he, that's what I was wondering, is that supposed to be the point? Like, is he being philosophical or is he just, because he seems like he just wants to know and if she said Alice, he probably would have stopped asking her. But she's choosing to be more complex about it. And I can't help but wonder, like, was that his point? Or, mm-hmm. or like, do you know i don't know like i got the scene i was thinking about a lot because i i was kind of i was kind of a little i was kind of mesmerized by it and yeah Mm -hmm. i I think it is just because like he's the one that's just like if you eat the mushroom you'll become like normal again (laughs) i think the implication of being more like you know like philosophical is supposed to be like oh if you know who you are then eat the mushroom Oh, okay. And you'll be who you're supposed to be, which is like Alice normal size. That was actually, that got very, I remembered the scene of him getting really mad, but I was like, when she first walks away and he's like, wait, stop, girl, I have something to say. I was like, prior to that, I'm like, wait, am I mixing this up from another movie? I thought he got really mad at her. And then when she says, like, I hate being three inches, and he complains, like, I'm three inches, and, like, gets really close, and, like, ah, and then he turns into a butterfly, and then tells her about the mushroom. He doesn't say mushrooms. He said, one side will help you grow taller, and the other side smaller. And she's like, the other side of what? Fair enough. He's not giving her all the information. And then he screams at her, the mushrooms. (laughs) And it's like... I'm I'm on her side, buddy. You weren't giving her all the information. You were just being kind of a jerk. Um, and then you know it works. Yay. Okay. Um, and and uh, she is kind of wandering through the woods, and this is when she meets the Cheshire Cat. And do you think I? Th- 
in in this movie, I think in this particular story, I don't the Cheshire Cat is definitely an antagonist. Yeah. But do you, I don't think he's necessary. I kept I was I was analyzing this because part of me's thinking I will say the movie tries to make the Queen of Hearts like the villain when she I mean she's a villain and she's more of a villain than like the Cheshire Cat. But the Cheshire Cat more he's like he just is as opposed to he's like has motivation mm-hmm. and all that. And I kind of do because like, he he gives her sometimes he's her, helping her out sometimes he's putting her in in worse situations but I do think there are a couple times where I'm like he is putting her in a situation mm-hmm. that he has to know is not going to go well but he also is just you know do this don't care but I do love that line of like uh you know can you help me find my way where are you going well I don't know well then I guess it doesn't really matter where you go which way you go. <laughs> It's true. Which is very true. But then also we get to the go meet the Mad Hatter. Oh, no, I don't want to meet any mad people. And the Mar- or see the March Hare. Oh, okay. He's also kind of mad. I don't want to meet mad people. Well, we're all mad here. Uh, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, Which I think as a kid, I thought mad was like mm-hmm. mad, like angry. I don't think I understood the term mad, like crazy. Um. But I was kind of realizing, is this, a, this is, like, another one of those, like, philosophical, like, she, obviously, in a world where everybody's mad, and she's the sane one, wouldn't she be considered the, no, and based on everybody's reaction to her, she comes off more like, she's the crazy mm-hmm. one. And I was just like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Blown away. <laughs> L- layers. <laughs> Um, yeah. But, uh, anyway, she decides to, she ends up going, I think, in the direction of the March Hare. Mm-hmm. Right? But, you know, Mad Hatter and March Hare hanging out and having a tea party. And <laughs> I think this is probably, I, I think with most, I would say this is probably my favorite part. Mm-hmm. It's the most fun. For sure. Um. Or this part, and I have another part later that for some weird reason is my favorite. But, uh, uh, it's, it's very fun. It's, I just, I love that music so much. Cause it's just like, oh, it's like, it, it's, you know, again, it plays on repeat at Disneyland. Um, the unbirthday, uh, party song. And, uh, I, let's see, I need to refer back to my notes. Cause I think in this part, like. I did kind of love the idea, though, of um, the idea of an unbirthday mm-hmm. because it's the idea of every day is worse is like every day is worth celebrating, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Um, and uh, when they were actually uh, uh, working on, because they did this was you know in the era of like uh-huh. live action stand-ins. So, like, the voice actors were standing in so they could capture their movements and whatnot. And uh, Ed Wynn, who, like I said, is the voice of the Mad Hatter, he uh, improvised the line. So when the White Rabbit shows up and his clock, his 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 watch is, like, they tell him his watch is two days slow, which is, you know, impossible. Because, okay, 
it can be like a couple of hours slow. It can, if it's two days slow, exactly, you it'd be right on time. Um, which is a joke, but uh, I think maybe <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, but the line when he said like when they're putting in like all these like things that are obviously not going to make it work mm-hmm. in the watch, and he says uh, with the like lisp, "Muthered, don't let be silly." Uh, mm-hmm. Walt really liked it. And he asked the animators to keep it in. But they they were like, well, no, it's going to be way too hard because I guess there were like background noises or whatever. And apparently, Walt said, that's uh, your problem. <laughs> Just like, what? That is such a, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I mean, it in post. <laughs> I mean, yes, you can fix a lot of things in post, but the assumption that you can fix everything in post is why is is not wise um but (laughs) thankfully they were successful and were able to keep it in and it is funny because the whole joke is like oh put butter in oh jam put mustard in mustard don't be ridiculous um which is it is funny and i'm glad it's in but like the that's that 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 sounds like a you problem it's like (laughs) my god that's so mean well (laughs) um um so Josie, it's our own birthday. <laughs> it is our own birthday. I was trying to think of how to how to transition to that. So yeah, technically it's our own birthday. <laughs> the silence really um set the time. I was, uh, <laughs> Hopefully we can cut that out. No. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That sounds like a <laughs> um <fixing. laughs> Um so, in honor of it being our own birthday, we've each got yes. each other gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah. So, this was actually, I had a ton of fun shopping for this. I did not. It was so stressful. Oh, I'm <laughs> because sorry. Everything I, okay, so we set, like, kind of, like, a limit. We were just, like, you know, we're, you know, struggling yeah. people. Just like, let's keep it People. to like a minimum yeah. and i was just like her minimum was too minimum i was like that's that doesn't exist i was like where can i possibly oh. find something under this i'm sorry because everything i found was like this is perfect and i checked the price and i'm like no <laughs> okay i'm sorry it's fair as to be fair i was looking on Etsy so was i where you can give sp- very <laughs> oh I okay <laughs> and i what i I had like I made like a list of potential things for you. Like I, I if anything, I will say I think the thing I'm glad with what I got, but good that I got you. But um, there were other things that I don't know. I might like yeah, just to get. Yeah, I you did too. But I was just like, this doesn't fit. I think you like it's them, too but... much. And then okay. <laughs> I'm so, so I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was. I said twelve dollars <laughs> including shipping because I thought you know what that's I feel like I. I should have, I should have said, uh, nothing's impossible, Josie. Did you not learn anything from the movie? Oh, it's improbable. Sorry. Actually, oh yeah, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I was like, you know, I don't want to, because I suggested it and I felt weird about like, hey, buy me a (laughs) present. So I was trying to send like a low, like, you know, (laughs) But I'm I'm sorry. Maybe it was too low. 
It's okay. It's we, fine. Okay. Uh, do you want to open yours? Sure. It, I've I got my present way before. I just was very worried about it not getting there on time, so I sent it, and I sent it early. I you got it a couple weeks ago, and I specified to the person, I'm like, hey, can you get it by this date? And she's like, yeah, totally. And then I realized we were going to be recording probably like mm-hmm. the week after, so I'm like, oh well. I think it's because at the time, uh, things in our schedule. Yeah different so originally it was gonna be the week before and then i'm like oh wait this actually works out extra but um anyway yeah (laughs) if you would like to open yours (laughs) i'm just like what could possibly be in here (laughs) like i seriously have like no clue i think the theme was alice in wonderland correct it made the most sense yeah okay but i still was just like because in my head i was just like I searched etsy and if i think you know if she was just like alice in wonderland gifts like I should have come across it, but because I had so much trouble oh, okay. finding one <laughs> under the price mark, I was like, there's no way I know what she's getting me. Because that would have been really funny if we got each other the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yes, your, yours is mm-hmm. in a box and mine is much, I would, I would think. So mine is, and mine's much flatter. So I'm pretty confident we didn't mine's get in a food. box. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, "What the heck did she get me?" And I think the funny thing with mine is that it came in a package and just like fragile. And I was like, "What?" Yeah, and I was so confused. Oh. I was just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Which again brings me back to the price. I was just like, "What did she get me?" And like, I got her present before I bought your present, Sam. So I was just like. Damn it. Oh, like I was sorry. just, you know, I was just like, I'm so confused now. And there was like m- many options uh, yeah. that I was going to get you. But then I was just like, yeah, I know what she got me. Not really, but like, you know, I know the box. And I feel like this would be kind of a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, for, uh, Movie Reel, so my other podcast, I, I got, I found a gift about a year ago, almost a year ago, I was thrifting and I found it. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to give this mm-hmm. to Kevin for Christmas at some point. And uh, then I told him, I'm like, I got you a gift. I mean, I got it a long time ago. And then he's like, okay, well now I have to get you a gift. He's like, I'm like, no, you don't, you don't have to. And he's like, no, no, I have to. But now I feel bad because again, I was thrifting. So it was very cheap and I didn't get it because it was cheap. I got it because I, I, I give him gifts that only I would give him. Like he get, when he gets a gift from me, it's like there's no one uh-huh. else in the world that would have given him this. And now I'm like, maybe I should get him like something he could actually use. <laughs> and now I'm like panicking because that I have to put this. <laughs> I have to actually like, oh, I should put this in the mail like soon. And so now that I'm panicking on, I'm like, the whole point was I got this gift so long ago, and now I'm like, okay, maybe I might just give him a gift card or something, so I feel less. <laughs> You can actually get a useful gift for me. <laughs> Alright, it is opened. I still don't know what it is. It is Because it's still, it's like packaged discreetly. Oh, okay. So box is open, but contents are still unrevealed. Oh, okay. I'm like, Jesus, there are like three, ten more boxes in there. Uh, oh, it's a multiple thing. There's a Tootsie Roll. Why is there Tootsie oh. Roll? <laughs> okay, well... I think I I think maybe that's just maybe that's like what she yeah I know, like I've gotten like you know you get like a little thing like a sticker or a 
Well, I got it to I don't zero. know. You get something. But, uh, okay. I, okay. Yay. I didn't, I don't think I specified to zero. I think that's just their thing. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, is this, is this supposed to be chip? No. Open it. The whole thing. Oh, oh gun. Is it covered in bubble wrap or something? It is covered in bubble wrap. I just assumed it was covered in bubble wrap. I can't see. Wait, this is... <laughs> I can't see. Well, they're both teacups. Wait, what did you get? I got you a teacup. It says, drink me on it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I got you. Well, there's a second teacup. Wait, what? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's chip because there's a legit chip in the cup. Wait, what? I got you. No, I got you one time. (laughs) It comes with a plate. There's the drink me. And then there's an extra. Wait, there's a chip. Wait, it came with the plate? Yeah, there's a plate! That's- <laughs> Wait, I have, I have to look this up because the plate, it was $10 for the cup and $10 for the plate. And I really wanted to get you the plate. But I'm like, no, I the, the teacup is cuter. Maybe I'll just get you the plate mm-hmm. for some other time, <laughs> like eventually. But yeah, it's I'm- just like a plain plate, like a, the de- you know, a just minute. like a tea plate. I have the drink me, and then I have I'm a so, chip. I'm so confused because I and the chip looks on purpose. It doesn't even look like they designed it. They look like they sent me a picture. I'm very confused it. because there was just cup, <laughs> just saucer, or set cup and saucer, and I don't think I spec. I yeah. In terms of charge, I got charged for just the cup. I'm so I don't know what's happening. I even it even says just cup, so I'm so confused. <laughs> I was was just like, you got me chip? And I was like, I thought this was Alice in Wonderland themed. (laughs) Can you send me pictures? Because I'm just so confused now. (laughs) I mean, I, I, that's ironic. uh, On our thing right now, but I mean, hilarious. Yeah. I did not, wait, can I, I did not, that's, you got so, I, I, I paid for one thing. I know, I was just like, so many other that's what I'm things. saying, like, the box was just like, this sound, this feels heavy. That's why I was so confused. I was like, what, what did she get me? Because like the when saucer I, says, eat me? No, it's just a plain saucer. Oh, okay. Because there is an eat me saucer. Oh, Okay. Okay, I was just like, what? Did they mix up my or? I mean, you got it, and it worked out, but like, okay, so that's just, they all, oh, they were always going to send a saucer. Okay. But then I also got a chip. That's adorable, and that was not planned. I I wonder. (laughs) Oh, I think it comes with an explanation. Oh, please read it, because I am curious. Okay. (laughs) It says this, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your purchase. I hope you love your Alice cup set. I also tossed in a chip cup for you. Oh, he's been... okay. <laughs> See, okay. He's been. I I cannot read that. He, he that's a word. Um, oh, he's been haunting my workshop because I cannot figure out what to do with him due to the actual chip. He can't be used, but I thought if anyone would know what to do with him, it might be you with your podcast. Aww. If anything is wrong with your order, please let me know. Oh my god! 
That's so cute. Um, thank you, Gor- Gorgeous you know, Gorilla. I love that. <laughs> that's that's the store name. Thank you so much. I I I did specify when she was asked when I was saying, "Hey, can you send this?" Uh, I'm like, "It's for a for a podcast we do. We we're giving each other on birthday gifts." She's like, "Oh, that's so cute. I'll check it out." So, uh, thank you so much. This worked out way better than I thought it was going. I thought it was going to work out, and this just went in. Okay, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. That's so cute. I know. I was just like, wait, I was like, hold on, there's a letter. It explains. <laughs> That's so funny. So I guess she had a chip cup and supposed to supposed to be a tea yeah, cup for I... the rest of her orders. But there's an actual chip in it. So she when made you said, it. Is that into chip? chip? I thought you meant like I thought you saw the teacup and just thought that was chip. And I'm like, no. But and then oh no, it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. That's so cute. That that was really funny. That's a really oh funny twist. We'll make sure to um we'll be posting this on our Instagram so you guys can actually see yeah. what we're oh. what we got. And we'll definitely tag her Etsy shop because that's super cute and super fun. It so was a really cute shop. There was like plates that at the bottom said, Okay, you're gonna die now. Like like poison. What? Oh, there's what? one thing. Could... <laughs> no, wait. Actually, I'm messing it up. Let me look. It sounds way creepy. So adorable. When I, when you're I say it. <laughs> no, it was like. Okay, it's like cups that are like. There's like a cup that it says like on the inside you've been poisoned and the saucer <laughs> says bye, on it. It's stuff like that. Like, it's dark, but it's kind of funny. Um, no, it's all right. Uh, I will. I will be fine. <laughs> Oh my like, god, what wait. a world what a whirlwind that <laughs> no. was. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh my god, this is adorable! I thought mm. it was a towel for a second. Like a like a kitchen towel. This is adorable. It is a Alice in Wonderland tote bag. This is super cute. Thank you. Oh my god. Yeah, I really this is adorable. <laughs> I was like again, the price limit really threw me off. I was just like This worked out though. Look at what the stuff we found each other. <laughs> it was a challenge. It was fun. It was fun. But yeah, cuz like this is only in incur- this is only shown that the price limit actually worked out. <laughs> sure. I mean, it would have been really funny though because the thing I would have gotten you would have been in the same vein. Because what I wanted to get you was also technically a cup. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been really funny if that happened that way. <laughs> oh my god, this this worked out very well. Um, yeah, so thank you. And yes, I will be also posting. We'll post it on Instagram and everyone will uh, yeah. be jealous. Um <laughs> So be jealous. Yeah, I know. It's super cute. There was this other thing. Like, it was the quote. But it was like, do you know what a straw stopper is? No. No. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I didn't even know it was a thing. But I guess, like, you know how, like, do you have, like, do you use, like, Starbucks cups at all? Yeah, kind of. Wait. So you're supposed to put it, like, in between, like, the lid and the straw. And it's just, like, a cute little top, like, a stopper. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like 
It was just a quote. It was like the Mickey ear with the quote. Oh. And I was just like, that's cute, but it's it, like, because again, I got your box. So I was just like, I don't want her to yeah. get like an envelope. <laughs> I mean, you did technically get an envelope. <laughs> I did get an envelope, but like, there is a thing exactly. in it that I will use. So I, I mean, not that I will yeah, use that's the straw like, stopper, but. When are you ever going to I, like one, remember it and two, like. I mean. I, I, I sipped it and I'll just put a straw, like a pencil topper, except it will just make my straw look fun, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, do you want to make it Disney themed? Like, that's it. That, that's all I would have done. Well, because the idea, I was like, oh, that'll be fine. We give on birthday gifts. But then it, and at first I'm like, oh, let's not have a theme. It could be anything. And then I'm like, actually, maybe we should have it be a theme. I think it's because I found the teacup <laughs> and I didn't like the idea of saying hey, let's do, it doesn't have to be a theme, and then I get you something else in Wonderland themed anyway, which is why I'm like, maybe let's just make it a theme so the gift I want to give you will fit. I I would have laughed harder (laughs) if you were just like, let's get each other anything, and you still got me an Alice in Wonderland theme. I would have been like, what, what, what? (laughs) We talked about this! Uh... (laughs) Um, I found, I almost got you, it was, like, stickers that go on your, like, baseboard, and it was, like, of Jacques and, like, Gus, like, running into a hole. Like, the hole, it was, like, silhouettes, and it's like, oh, that's cute, but, Mm -hmm. yeah, this worked out way better, so, um. Yeah, this is so cute. I love it. Thank you. And I drink a lot (laughs) I almost thought, like, is this a cute gift, or will this be just, like a thing that like man i got this teacup now on my desk what am i gonna do with a teacup because it's like a teacup it's like a little it's not it's not like a mug yeah no it's like an actual like very like delicate i feel like if i actually drop this it will break i mean yeah i I, one time i uh i learned i was at like a thing where i was we were making uh northern california i assume it's still open called like columbia it's supposed to be like an old style like old like western town Mm -hmm. and in like the candy shop we like took a session with some friends and made old-fashioned candy cane and i was like i wonder if this breaks oh and my I, like, gosh hit it against the <laughs> table it broke <laughs> it was pretty stupid I mean, of me it was a, it was the scientific <laughs> method at at work yes so uh I, I I think I mentioned this before how Alice really has no allies here. She meets just like she meets all these like colorful characters and but none of them none of them really are like her friends. And the Mad Hatter mm-hmm. and the March Hare the Mad Hatter, the March Hare, and the Cheshire Cat. A Cheshire Cat is like, I guess, out of everybody the one that's closest to being her friend but um the mad hat and the march hair it kind of they are the most famous this is probably the most famous scene in the movie and they themselves are probably the most famous uh of the characters yet like they <laughs> it they're kind of also like mm-hmm. they would be going on with nothing would change for them if they never met her like you know like they would still be like obsessed with drinking tea and and like uh like pretty much drunk and doing weird stuff and consistently like 
switching chairs for their own amusement. Um, uh, but, but, uh, I, I just was thinking about that, like, because this is, they're such fun characters and they're not even her friends. Like they're just people she runs into. And, uh, we get to, uh, the Mad Hatter is like trapped under his hat and then very, very uh, professionally says, why is a raven like a writing desk? And it's probably one of the most, more uh, famous quotes mm-hmm. of Alice in Wonderland as a whole. And actually Lewis Carroll created it specifically just to be nonsense. There's, there is no answer. Uh, he just made it up. And, but he, people kept asking him and bugging him about it and they have come up with answers like how Edgar Allan Poe wrote on both like he wrote on a desk and he wrote about a raven and uh I guess there's one answer that the author apparently kind of just uh he's like yeah yeah sure like it was pretty similar to an answer that I guess he just accepted because he was so sick of people bugging him about it Mm-hmm. and it's the answer i guess is some it's like because the notes for which they are noted are not being noted for being musical notes and i literally wrote in all caps what <laughs> like i don't understand <laughs> I'm, I'm keep because the notes for which they are noted are not noted for being musical notes and i'm like it's mainly the musical notes part that i think does that throws me mm-hmm. like what weird how does a raven i don't know um like that's so raven because she can sing i assume no. not <laughs> but um i assume this was in a way before raven simone um and i thought it was just so funny that he was so sick of people bugging him about it yet like can you imagine if he had written this if alice wonder like came out recently and if he was still alive like the internet would just like this would be the equivalent of like that, like, you know, when you, you know, there's like those weird, like brain teasers that pop up on the internet that just break everybody. Like, is this dress brown or is it blue? Mm-hmm. It'd be like one of those kind of things. I feel, I feel like, um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, they become very, when she's like trying to like methodically think why is a Raven like a writing desk, they suddenly think she's psycho and, they're like, they're like trembling. Like they're so terrified of her. And she finally, I kind of love though, that she's just like, no, wait, you just said this. You're the one that brought this up and you're making me feel weird. Like what the hell, (laughs) whatever. And then she leaves. And I love when she says, this is the stupidest tea party I've been to in all my life. And I was just like, not the weirdest, just the stupidest one. Like I thought that was so funny. And I'm like, I know it's not supposed to be a, I mean, it's a joke because it's it was a ridiculous party, but, like, I thought that was so funny because it's definitely not the weirdest one she's been to, but it's definitely the stupidest. Or there's been stupid tea parties that she's been to. Um, um, anyway, so she leaves and she gets horribly lost, uh, in the woods. And I kind of like, I love this scene a lot and... I actually do really love, there's a part where she, uh, what is it, the, the Momraths, they, there's like a sign that says don't step on them, they point her to a path, she's, oh, yay, great, a path, and then 
it's like a dog that has like the head of a broom is like dusting it, like dusting the path away. And I don't know why I've always weirdly loved that scene. I found it super satisfying. It's kind of like the scene. It's not, it's like a, not as intensely satisfying as like when uh, Woody is getting cleaned in Toy Story 2. But it's that same of like, I don't know. It's this weird little satisfaction I have watching that scene. I don't, I can't explain it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, she starts crying and singing. I, I like give myself good advice and I never follow it. And, and she starts crying and all the creatures start crying and then they disappear. Do you have any opinions on that? Because I, I don't, I am kind of wondering, is it supposed to be because we know it is confirmed at the end that this is all a dream, that this is all fake. So there, mm-hmm. why, <laughs> I just don't understand why they're disappearing or why they're, they're crying. And then they're, it's not even they're disappearing within the scene. They're just like, they are disappearing. Mm-hmm. Like they're crying so much that they are just like yeah. dissolving. And I, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of what that means or if that means anything. Um, no. Yeah, like, I, 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 I didn't focus too much on that one, actually, but. I've always watched them that, I've always watched the scene, and I'm like, and now only recently, I'm, and just this viewing, I'm like, wait a minute, why are they disappearing? Are they, like, they're just, and I'm, I don't know, I'm assuming maybe it's because, I don't know, you could argue, like, she's very lost, she's alone, and then she's really mm-hmm. truly alone. But um <laughs> and then this is when the Cheshire cat shows up and and this is kind of when I was starting to think of like he's again, he's definitely an antagonist. There's I'm sure someone can argue that he's a villain because she's saying I want to go home, I can't find my way and he says like there's no mm-hmm. there aren't your ways, there's just the queen's way. And leads her to go meet the queen and i'm realizing now what's the first of all even if the queen was like a good person what's the queen gonna do yeah that's a good like, yeah uh i mean he's he's he knows whether he knows what she's going to do he's putting her in a direction into a very dangerous direction like the mm-hmm. queen beheads everybody like uh, so what? And I do for some reason. I love this scene so much. Again, I can't. I don't. I think it's again. I think it's another like satisfaction kind of scene of when he's trying to explain how to get to the queen, and he says, "Some go this way, some go that way." But as for me, I prefer the shortcut. And then just opens the door. I don't know why I find like that. Like, I think it's just the uh the beat of it. I prefer the shortcut and the door just opens. I don't know why I have this weird, I don't know. I can't explain it. I'm weird. But anyway, um, she goes through and we get, I think one of the other notable songs in this, uh, painting the roses red and, and, um, and then the March of the cards and queen of course sees queen of hearts sees the um, roses are being painted. And then, you know, sentences all of the cards to be executed 
And yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, though, actually, the king, so there's the queen of hearts, and then there's the king of hearts. And he apparently, I don't know if this is within the movie or if this was within the book. Apparently, he um, mm-hmm. pardons people. So they aren't, he quietly pardons people. So mm-hmm. most of them are probably not executed, which is, which is good because I was going to think it like, yeah, she is horrible and just anything does someone, anyone does anything wrong, just as them executed, I would hope he's not a huge a-hole and just is like, yeah, sure. Um, but apparently, uh, and I think I didn't, I, Again, I, I want to say I've read, I think, maybe one of the, I think the first one, Alice in Wonderland, but if I have, I don't really remember, or maybe I almost read it, or maybe I started and didn't finish it, I don't know. But it, I don't think I felt like I really understood, like, the lore mm-hmm. of it until the live-action Alice in Wonderland came out, where there's the Queen of Hearts, and then there was, like, what, the White Queen or something? And apparently there is, in the book, there's the Queen of Hearts, and then there's the Red Queen. And people kept mixing them up. And even, like, uh, even uh, uh, Lewis Carroll was trying to, like, make it clear who was who. But uh, most uh, adaptions, they just combine the two. Which seems to put people at ease. Uh-huh. Um, and we then get to uh, the Queen saying, hey, we're going to play croquet. And... They're using, like, flamingos, mm-hmm. too, which I feel bad now because I really, <laughs> I just thought they were birds. I didn't really think about what kind of bird, and I realized on the tote bag you got me, there's a flamingo. And that, and I think when I first saw it, I thought, that's weird. And now I'm like, oh, wait, duh. Um, and you're literally seeing, like, all of these cards are, there being the, like, holes or the little arches that the ball goes through. <laughs> and... They are jumping in the way of it to make sure the queen wins and specifically making Alice lose, which is probably for her benefit because if she won, she probably would die. Um, And then the Cheshire cat shows up and decides to, you know, let's have some fun and pretty much with the flamingo Mm -hmm. knocks the queen over and pulls her dress up and, oh my god, this is horrible, and then she wants to just behead Alice, and the king's like, hey, how about a trial? And we go to trial. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I actually, I forgot to bring this up earlier, but um, so the queen is considered to be, like, the villain of this movie, I think I said that before, but um, we don't meet her until like the last maybe like 20 minutes of the movie. And on like IMDb, the, the like first synopsis says Alice stumbles into the world of Wonderland. Will she get home? Not if the queen of hearts has her way. And I'm like, no, I mean, queen Mm -hmm. of hearts has really nothing to do with this. It kind of just made me think of, this is a story where everything that happens I mean, some of the things, okay, she meets these people, and then this point pushes her in the direction of this person and this person. So there is a reason why the uh, events happen in a certain order. But I feel like, in reality, like, any of them could have happened at any time. And 
would it, wouldn't yeah. it have made more sense if she met the uh, Queen of Hearts in the beginning and then was like running from her the whole story? Or would that have not, like, because I feel like that, mm-hmm. that would have totally worked. And then it's just like there's more, other than the fact that she, because she's just wandering around. And it isn't until after the tea party where she's like, I'm going to go home. And she's lost. She's like, I'm going to go home. And she's like sick of the white rabbit. She just wants to go home. And, and like, I, especially because the rabbit leads her, I'm not leads her to the queen of hearts. The, I guess that makes sense why Alice showed up first because she took the shortcut. But, but, um, but like the, he's like the, she is, he's the reason she ended up in Wonderland and ends up at the Queen and that's where he is. Like it could have made total sense of he she first arrives with him, following him to the Queen of Hearts, does something, messes up messes with something, and then is running from her the whole thing. Which I think maybe is that the plot ish is that something that happens in the live action, which has also been a million years since I've seen that one. I was were were you a fan of the live action? Um, yeah. I feel like it was one of those things of, like, I I was excited because I was 13 and I really loved Tim Burton and I loved Johnny Depp and, like, all Mm -hmm. of the people in it. I were at people or actors I really liked. And then when I was watching it, I was very, like, eh about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I liked the climax was really great. But, um, but that, it kind of... I think even in that scenario, it was the same thing of like, I was realizing how Mad Hatter and March Hare are the most famous characters, some of the most famous characters in this. And they were made to be even a bigger deal, or especially Mm -hmm. Mad Hatter because it's Johnny Depp in the live action. When in this, he's not, I mean, he's fun and he's a fun character, but he's not that crazily important to anything. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, well, like the whole, plot of like the live action is that technically like she's an adult supposed- and yeah yeah like this has already happened before mm-hmm. like she's been to wonderland yeah so i guess in that sense it makes more sense that she has a relationship with um the red queen or the queen of hearts but even then i think in that st- in that like in that world like her relationship with the mad hatter and like just the whole her whole adventure in Wonderland was yeah. different than in the mm-hmm. animated version. Than in this version, it was just like yeah, she had been there before, but it was a completely different. She's been there before, like she had been there a couple times before, and it was really that she had kind of just forgotten and needed to remember was the thing. Whereas in this, like, I mean, again, it's a dream. The whole thing's a dream. There was there's more of a disconnect. It's not really. It's a live action sort of remake, but it's not like. This was just before remakes got really big. And it wasn't like how, uh, you know, Beauty and the Beast or um, Cinderella, like they're supposed to specifically draw from the original source. Whereas that didn't-ish. Yeah. Um, But uh, anyway, um, like I said, they go to trial and pretty much everybody... from the so we meet the Mad Hatter and the March Hare show up and uh um 
Wait, who else shows up? And the just Dormouse, them? the tiny little. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. He's yeah. Part of <laughs> he's like part of the package. Like, yeah. Like, um. Oh yeah, I can't believe I forgot about the Dumas and the Dormouse. He like when she mentions earlier that she has a cat, he like jumps out of his teapot screaming for, a- mm-hmm. and then they have to put jam on him to like calm him down. And this was the same situation. Like, he gets set off and. The Mad Hatter and the March Hare, like, based on how they're acting, I'm surprised. I was like, wait, why are they being, like, considered for execution? They're being disruptive and, like, causing trouble. And I, you gotta hand it to when, uh, they, what happens? They, uh, they're chasing the Dormouse, uh, like, the tapestry falls on the Queen, and then, uh, they're trying to, what were they trying to hit? But they end up using like a hammer to like hit the queen in the head and smash her crown. And the king hands the jam and the uh, hammer to the Mad Hatter Martyr who passes it on to Alice. And she immediately tosses it just as the queen like, aha, it was you. When they're jam, they're just like, she has not done anything to, to them. And oh, great. She's got more <laughs> mushrooms and... So I'm, she grows tall, she eats both of the mushrooms, grows really tall, and then shrinks, and I'm assuming it's because she ate both of the mushrooms. Right? Um, y- yes. I don't okay, know. There was a- like, because it's, it's, it's really hard to keep up with that thing, just because, like, for the, most of the movie, it's, like, treats associated. Yeah. Or, like, drink associated. And now it's just kind of like, eat basically anything, and something will happen. I thought, I thought it yeah, was the mushrooms. Yeah, it's still the same mushrooms, but I don't understand why she grows larger. I more was thinking, I get why, I was thinking, okay, why is she shrinking? Because she's insulting the queen? And then I'm like, oh wait, it's because she ate both. One mm-hmm. makes her grow, one makes her short. And then I was thinking, but then I'm thinking, wouldn't it just, they have just canceled each other out and nothing would happen? But I guess... Mm-hmm. I guess not. So who knows? Um, she's basically and saying all true things about the queen. How you're? She's pompous and a bully, and she's just a freaking tyrant. And then she's like, "What? What'd you say? What'd you say?" And then the cat, and then the Cheshire cat says, "Oh, well, she said this, this, and this." And then, uh, off with her head. And I actually do really love this scene. She's just like running, running away. I really love the music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It's fun, but it's also like, oh my god! <laughs> like, and I do love she runs into a bunch of like a stack of cards and pushes them and just runs on top of them. And I think in this case, it's becoming more and more evident that none of this is real because she's kind of going through all of the things she has gone through and and uh, and then running down like mm-hmm. a tunnel, like a smoke tunnel, and back to the door. And she's like, you're outside. She's like, what? Oh, she's asleep. And, and she wakes up and her sister's like, ah, oh, well, it's time for tea. And that's the end. <laughs> I feel like if I woke up after that, I'd be like, ah! <laughs> and she, I mean, to be fair, the sister's like, recite <laughs> what we learned. And she starts reciting uh, one of the things that, who said it? It was the how does the alligator 
It was that thing. But who said that? Do you remember? This is bugging um, me. Wait. Oh, it was the caterpillar. It was the caterpillar that How's said this? it. What was the line? Again? It was the like, how does the alligator was it shine its tail or something? Or it was something about the alligator as opposed to how does the buzzy little bee? I guess there's another like thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't grow up in this period of England, so I didn't learn <laughs> this stuff. But, um, but, uh, she's reciting what the caterpillar taught her. And then she's like, oh, well, you know what? Time for tea. And then that's, that's it. <laughs> and, uh, and I feel like, uh, so Cinderella is the intro mm-hmm. to the Silver Age, but I feel like this really is kind of, maybe this is, and uh, Peter Pan are really cementing. Mm-hmm. Like this really got the ball rolling, I feel like, of of the Silver Age and what it entails. It's a lot more. Everything is a lot bolder and brighter in terms of animation. Um, it is a lot of. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a lot more fun. And but there are morals. There are there are lessons to learn, and it's mm-hmm. we're going to be in the Silver Age for a while. Silver Age is about about a decade. <laughs> And it's not just, it's not a decade like how the wartime era is a decade filled with, like, packaged films that nobody watches mm-hmm. or nobody listens to those episodes of our podcast. And I can't blame them. They're weird movies. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this really, I'm realizing now it really kind of, it's it's almost kind of like a sneak, it's, it really gets the ball rolling for the Silver Age and kind of like a sneak peek of what is what is to come in terms of character types and stories to tell and lessons and, and it, what, how would you, would you, would you recommend this for your nieces? Um, I would, I don't think this is beyond like what they can handle in terms of like fear factor or just like storyline or anything. Um, I just, I feel like they wouldn't be into it from their personal taste because like it's one of those things where like it gets me sad but I feel like it's just too old for them oh too old like they're not ready for it no I mean like too old like they wouldn't like to see it oh because they'd be like I don't get it like there's no like as fun and bright as it is I think it'd be more relatable to like I think they're they're too much older now to just see it as like fun and colors (laughs) Because, you know, they yeah. understand, like, music and plot. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and like, you know, like, they're obsessed with Frozen. Oh, like, Frozen me. 2 and Frozen have been on repeat for, like, the past three years. And, um, Frozen 2 is amazing. So it, I can't oh, blame them. <laughs> I actively watch it. But, um, like, you know, and they love, like, the music, the sing-along part aspect of it. And, you know, they love the, the relationships. They love, like, the comedy they, they understand those kind of like subtle like nuanced friendships and relationships and i think with alice in wonderland it lacks yeah. a lot of that like we said like we don't there's no we don't root for anyone here other than alice question mark yeah yeah that's a good like point. like there's nothing to root for there's no like no real antagonist no real like plot it's just kind of like a fun journey that you're on yeah and it's it's not quite like how I mean, Peter Pan is the same, like, of of your 
kind of escape from reality into this whole other world, but there is a plot mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. And things, certain things, things would have been differently if Wendy, John and Michael hadn't gone versus if they had gone. So like, it's, yeah, there's more of a lesson. Whereas this, I, that's a good point because I do think getting back to Peter Pan, like, <laughs> like that movie has like a ton of the music I think is very, very underrated mm-hmm. um, in terms of soundtrack as well as score. This, I think the score is really beautiful um, and it does complement the movie nicely, but the, uh, the like actual soundtrack is, not it doesn't really i feel like i've heard better ones there are a couple like we said some are really great and then the ones there's just a couple others that nobody cares about and yeah i do think that's a good point because i've probably been watching this since i was maybe four so that's an interesting point of like i think for a little kid this would be really interesting and for maybe an adult this is like a might be a fun movie. I think for a kid, yeah, for maybe how I know I've, I've asked this before. How old are they? Like they're like um, <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. Like five and seven. Oh, like they're because they're like in the okay. cusp of like their birthdays, so they're about to be like you know like like oh, but yeah, <laughs> you know older. birthdays and um yeah. So yeah, so they're they're getting older and like yeah. I think that is the sad part. Like I think I won't be able to show them this until they're old enough to appreciate it for something other than like a fun movie, you know. So like in terms of like our ratings, yeah, yeah, like you could if they're interested, they're interested. But I know my nieces, and I know that this wouldn't be the movie that like captures their attention at all. They'd be like. Okay, um, can we watch Frozen? I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I understand. Uh, fine. You wore me down after one asking. <laughs> exactly. Like, because they're very opinionated. They're very, like, if I don't like this movie, like, I will <laughs> yeah. start, like, freaking out. And, like, they know what they like. They're like, no, I don't like this. And, like, um, there's certain movies where she's just like, I know I don't like this. And, like, you've never seen it. She's like, no. And I'm like, <sighs> okay. And I feel like if I, you know, I'll try to, like, yeah. I point it out to her and see what she actually says and give an update, but I feel like she she would also be like, no, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of, like, the the fact that there are, there is, there is layers to this. Um, and I wouldn't really mm-hmm. say that the characters are flat or anything. It's just, yeah, we don't, in terms of relationships, there isn't really anything, I'm saying there isn't anything there, just uh, not enough that we're like like we said she doesn't really make friends in this the people she meets are like sometimes trying to screw with her or make Mm -hmm. things worse for her they're not really trying to help her leave um or help her find her way cheshire cat's the closest but even he he's definitely not her he just is. He is not a villain. He is not a hero. He just kind of exists. But he definitely, I would say, puts her in situations that are not safe. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I, I never really, again, like I said, I watched this as a little kid. And so I feel like um, this is definitely not, I feel like a movie, I feel like a little kid or an adult. But I do think you make a really good point that like, because of what it lacks it might not appeal to uh, 
that like age group in between. Mm-hmm. So pretty much anything above like seven, I would yeah. say probably not be as interested because of what it doesn't yeah. offer. It's just hard. Like, you know, with um, Disney plus and like the vault and everything, like it's nostalgic for those who grew up on it, which, which I think is why we also love the, yes. the soundtrack and the music score. Cause we're just like, Oh my gosh, like, yes, I, I can picture myself through Disneyland. You know, it's not just a movie, but it's also like the land. Mm-hmm. And then for like new kids, or you know, like my nieces will believe in one yeah. that they can remember. And they, you know, it doesn't it doesn't click for them. What? Like <laughs> not as much as like, you know, an older generation would be. And also it's just like Yeah. You know, technology is, you know, like advancing all the time and it is <laughs> I was like, what is Olaf saying? How is our <laughs> our uh, look at quote. that i've been impaled <laughs> no not that one <laughs> it, it's from the second one who is just like where technology is both our savior and our doom or something like that oh and i'm just like oh <laughs> but like it's kind of the truth where it's like with movies where right now we're going through a period where it's like we want to show our kids what we grew up on and they're just like ew like what is this two-dimensional <laughs> the thing is i feel like with most yeah if i watch something that's old i either i'm a i'm more i'm amazed like um i'm 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 amazed by like how well done it is for being like x amount Mm -hmm. of years um as well as like um i'm all but i feel like the oldest movie i've ever seen which was for movie reel was we watched nosferatu and that's that's old it is a silent movie (laughs) i don't i got so lost and kind of bored and like like that's a movie where i'm just like i should be so blown away by the fact that this i'm more blown away by the fact that Mm -hmm. it exists as opposed to the story itself because i was just getting so mixed up but like i will say i've been thinking about this like i don't like the term old movies because every movie will eventually be an old movie and there is kind of that, like, oh, if it's mm-hmm. in the 50s or 60s or below, 60s, 50s or below that, it's considered old. When it's like, yeah, but, like, I mean, every movie is going to eventually be considered old. Like, what makes this old? Like, so, and Alice in Wonderland, like, it it's yeah. old, but it's because it's animated, it also still seems, like, kind of like that. But it seems timeless at the same time. But that's also with... I think most, yeah. almost every Disney movie, I think Golden Age are the ones that do feel significantly mm-hmm. old. Whereas Silver Age, it's kind of like, it's kind of like within the, like, same as the Renaissance. Like, it'll always feel the same. Um, but yeah, so, I I mean, if you, for some reason, have not seen Alice in Wonderland, uh, I think we definitely recommend it. But we do, I mean, it is good. It is a good movie. Like, it's it's not a bad movie at all, but, like, I think what we said, like, compared to what there is today and what, what's before it and what comes after, I can understand someone not being as into it, but, I mean, I don't know. It's, it is fun, and, uh, it is, it is, it is, it is pretty. Like, thanks, Mary Blair, for bringing modernist art yeah. to Disney. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> It is, like, a fun movie, and, uh, I mean, I'd say watch it, but also, yeah, I can understand somebody not being 
that into it. But Alice in Wonderland, it's like its own. There are some people that are hardcore into Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. And I am the Cheshire Cat, too. I remember I wanted to be the Cheshire Cat one year for Halloween. And I remember there was some girl in my class like, no, you can't. I'm doing that. And I don't think either of us ended up doing it. So, ha. But uh, (laughs) it more annoyed me that she's telling me I can't because she was going Mm -hmm. to. And I think I hadn't realized at the time that I tend to do this thing of when someone specifically is trying to get me to do something that I don't want to do or, or do something or, or the opposite. I go out of my way to do it just to like bug them. Mm-hmm. Cause I, it's more the principle of you can't, you shouldn't be. <laughs> it's the principle. I, no, it is. I've done this so many times and there's times where I come off looking like the bad guy when it's like, no, I'm standing up for myself. Why am I not getting the credit for that? Um, it comes up. It might suck for other people. It's like, oh wait, I'm making it sound way worse than it is. But it's the sense of I don't like being told I can or cannot do something, and if I if I want to or do not want to. So it's one of those like I dig my heels in because I'm not going to let this person win. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um. Uh. But anyway, um, I was not the Cheshire Cat that year, and I have not been ever so i don't even know how (laughs) i think it was one of those like it was like a a teenage girl costume so i don't think it was like sexy but it was like it it was it was like a i don't remember but it wasn't like it was like a dress and then there was like the knee-high like striped socks or something i don't remember it was so long ago but you know it's Mm -hmm. it's the cheshire cat ah that's fun (laughs) um yeah, so that is Alice in Wonderland. So yeah. maybe don't curiosity kill the cat. <laughs> you see like an animal crawl into a hole, just be like, okay, well, I'm gonna go back to my history lesson or whatever. Or maybe don't eat things that say eat <laughs> unless like you know what it is. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. And uh, and uh, and and you know, mushrooms cause problems even for people <laughs> other than Mario. So. uh that's the takeaway so i think that's it for this episode so please please join us as we keep i don't know going (laughs) who knows we keep this up (laughs) yeah i'm samantha Tomlinson, and i'm dawson fontano and this has been that good old disney podcast